Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like, the feeling. I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling. Like, you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get was a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five star rating and review or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family and that would help us grow. Tonight I'm joined by Sasha, and Sasha was actually a guest on a previous episode. It's one of our most popular episodes, if I'm being honest. Sasha had a really fantastic UFO encounter with her mum and her sister while returning to Adelaide from a family trip. And Sasha kind of alluded to a couple of weird encounters that's happened to her family all throughout their life. And she's come back on the show to share a few of those stories. Sasha, welcome to the show. Hi, Cade. Good to be back. Yeah, it's very exciting to have you back because you shot me an email about a couple of these other encounters. And I tell you what, I got very, very excited because there's some stuff on here that hasn't been featured on the show before. So the the list that you shot me is is the, it's about as long as my arm because there's <laughs> so many different things on here. Um, where do you want to start? Because I would love to hear about the astral travel because we've really only had one person talking about astral travel on the show before. and you alluded to an insane encounter with this. <laughs> yeah, I would love to share that one. Um, yeah, I got my permission from my mum. So um, this was actually my mum's encounter. Um, happened in the 90s. So she had a group of friends over um, sitting around the table and she actually was supposed to go on a date that night, I'm pretty sure. And um, she had cancelled with him because too many friends had turned up and whatever. So she's sitting at the table, kind of feeling she wished she was elsewhere at that time, wasn't really feeling it, and um, thinking about where she'd rather be. Anyway, as she's sitting there and everyone at the table is talking, she suddenly felt a strange sensation, started at the top of her head, and felt as though she was being sucked or shrinking. She described feeling like she was shrinking. So almost like a, a spiral from the top of her head down to her body, kind of like a tornado feeling, like a sucking, shrinking feeling. And she felt a bit dizzy and just underneath the table, held onto the table leg to just kind of steady herself. And um, 
realised in that moment that everyone had stopped talking. The whole group had just turned to a hush. She looked up from her seat and everyone was just gobsmacked, staring at her, eyes wide, mouths open. And she turned to the group and asked what the matter was. Um, One of them finally spoke and said, Danny, you disappeared. You were here and then you weren't here. All of us saw it. You vanished. Now, as far as she knew, she didn't vanish. But from what she experienced, she wondered, was she into some type of vortex? Was it some kind of portal? Or was it simply something she manifested through her emotions, feeling that she didn't want to be there? And was it kind of a projection, um, almost like a hallucination of the group? based on her vibe that she was putting out. So she can't really say for certain, but she does wonder to this day what would have happened if she hadn't steadied herself and held onto that table and focused on being calm and bringing herself back into the room. She knew she was there in her mind, but she just wondered what would have happened if she surrendered to that feeling. So that creeps me out quite a bit, that one. Yeah, that's absolutely incredible. I mean, I wish I kind of had that power when I was in a a social situation that I didn't really want to be in anymore. But what what was, I guess, the report from everyone that was there? Was was there like a sense of fear or was there there something like astoundment? What what was the general reaction to that? Um, I'm not sure that anyone was scared. Shocked, definitely. but, I mean, a lot of her friends kind of know that weird stuff goes on at her house. So uh, nothing like this had happened at that point. Yeah. Um, I just um, They said to her that it just lasted a few seconds. So she was there. They blinked and blinked and looked and she wasn't in her chair. And then suddenly she was again. So, yeah, in just a few seconds that the conversation stopped and she looked up, I guess she kind of flashed back and she was just there again. So... Yeah, a lot of amazement, that's for sure. Yeah, that's in, absolutely incredible. It's it's something I've never heard of before. And your mum was not a stranger to astral travel, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Does she think this has something to do with that, or does she think this might be something completely different? Um, the sensation was something completely different, but I think that's the closest thing she could relate it to. That's Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's really unique because – I don't really know what type of questions to ask for a, a situation like this because it's not not every day that someone just kind of blips out of existence for a couple of seconds. Um, yeah. Was she aware of what happened? She felt as though she was shrinking and kind of becoming smaller and smaller. Um, so she, in her mind, she could still see everyone at the table, but the feeling was as though she was getting smaller. But as far as I know, her vision of, the scene remained and she did not know that she vanished to everybody else. She does wonder, you know, would she have returned? Had she let go of the table and surrendered to this experience? Would she have appeared somewhere else? Um, it kind of creeps her out too because she had no control over it. So yeah, interesting. <laughs> it, it, it really is. It's one of the most interesting things I've, I've actually ever heard because it's, it's kind of like, what happened? Where did you go? Did is this? Mm-hmm. Are you masking the situation around you? Did you genuinely disappear? Is this is mm-hmm. this a, a power or an ability that you you might have? That I don't know if she if she ever tapped into to that again, or if that was kind of maybe a, a a once off type of thing. Yeah, well, that same situation hasn't occurred again. But she did wonder if she had something to do with it. 
um, not wanting to be there and desperately wanting to be somewhere else. Her heart wasn't in the conversation and the group setting. She just really wanted to be away with somebody else at that time. So either that prompted it and um, kind of brought it on or it was just a coincidence that something just randomly happened that she experienced. But she does wonder herself too. And did this happen in her house or was she somewhere completely different? Yeah, this happened at home, yeah. Okay. I wonder if there was – was that house ever haunted or anything like that? Well, that's up for debate because a number of things happened in that house, well, in all our houses really, um, that a lot – well, most people would say um, is spirit-related or hauntings or demon-related. I mean, it really – it's up for a matter of opinion, Um I will get to that in a sec if I should just relay the other astral travel situation that she had. She had witnesses for that too. Well, at least one. Okay, yeah. Um, So this happened in the 80s. Um, She was pregnant with me at the time. She lived in Sydney and um, her family, as I mentioned earlier in the other episode, were living in Wyala. So her mom, her dad and her brother, um, sister-in-law, So she was pregnant in Sydney and she really wanted to go and see the family. She couldn't at that time. Things were a bit tough and um, she was just really missing home um, back in Wyala. So she wanted to go and see her family and she'd heard of astral travel. She'd never attempted it. She just, it came into her mind, what if I tried and is it real? And um, she was curious and she had a moment alone and decided why not give it a go. So she sat in an armchair and calmed herself and cleared her mind. And first she tried to imagine flying. Um, That didn't work. (laughs) She wondered, how do I do this? Um, Closed her eyes, calmed her mind again, and suddenly she felt as though she became a ball of light. So this was now her experience with her eyes closed. She either imagined, is what she thought, I'm imagining, or this experience came over her, Suddenly, she's a ball of light. She saw the road to Ayala. She'd driven there many times, and this was her starting point. And she traveled along the road. She's not sure how quickly this all happened, but she did see the entire journey to Ayala. She approached my grandparents' house, where she had grown up in Ayala. She went down the driveway. She went in through the back door. She did notice before entering the house that there was Um, some washing on the line, some new tablecloths and sheets that she didn't recognize that she'd ever seen in the house before. She went through the back door. Now, this is all in her mind's eye, about a foot or so above her natural height, so quite a ways off the ground, Um, floated through the back door, and she had noticed out the front a blue car. She didn't know any guests or friends of my grandparents with a blue car, She'd noticed some children playing in the front yard next door. She didn't know of any children that lived there. Anyway, she's now in the house and she sees her mother, my grandma, making some sort of pastry or dough dish or something. Gnocchi, she thought, Italian gnocchi, handmade. She saw my grandma rolling the dough, kneading something. She saw my grandpa, her father, at the table speaking to another man who she thought was her uncle. She's noted what they were wearing. She drifted through into the her what used to be her bedroom. She noted different blankets on the bed that she didn't recognize. 
she saw in the bathroom some strange cake of soap that she'd never seen either. And all these different things about the home that she remembered so well. So she was wondering, is this real? Is this imagined? And soon after, um, quite pleased with what she saw and having this lovely sensation, um, she came out of it in her armchair at home and picked up the phone and called her mum. My grandma answered the phone and before she really said anything, my mum asked her, Mum, tell me about the blue car in the driveway. And she said, oh, yes, we just had a guest and they left. Um, wow. Your uncle was here. Oh, he was wearing this, a blue jumper or a green jumper. And my, grand- my father was wearing this. Oh, yes, but it, wasn't a- it was a shirt, not a jumper. <laughs> so she got the color right, but the material wrong. Tell me about the children next door playing in the yard. Oh, yes, the neighbor's grandchildren have just come and they're staying for a few days and they're playing out in the yard. My grandma's answering all this, wondering how on earth my mom had seen this. She said, what are you making? Making some food or something, rolling something at, on the counter. Yes, I was just making gnocchi when the men were hungry. Tell me about this strange sheets and tablecloths you got. I've never seen them before. Oh, I bought them new and I just washed them fresh on the line. What about the soap here? Oh, yes, it's a medical soap I had to buy. She went through everything, um, asked about the changes in the bedroom. My grandma was just quite curious as to how she could have seen all of these things, but did indeed confirm that it was all correct. Um, my mum was featured on the television series The Extraordinary, which aired in the 90s. It was quite popular. Um, so she featured on an episode of that for this encounter. Um, and she, you can actually find the full episode on YouTube, which I guess I could put in the link in the comments and stuff if people want to check that out. Um, but that's something that always amazed me hearing as a child because not only did she have someone confirm it at the other end, but to know that such a thing is possible and that she'd never tried it before, she'd only heard of it and was just curious enough, sat down and experienced it just gives me a bit of hope that maybe I could try it someday, maybe other people could try it. And, um, yeah, what a thing to experience. Yeah, that's absolutely fascinating. And what's what's amazing about it is just the, the fact that she was kind of like checking off everything that she saw just to add to the validation of that experience. That's, that's yeah. really, really quite incredible. It sure is. Have you ever felt anything like this yourself? I haven't. I have had my own... Um, I have seen things, so it's it's not. I can't say that I travelled somewhere to see something, but I did pick up on things um, psychically a few times, which amazed me because my mum had always said that I would have these abilities. In fact, she said everybody has these abilities if they are aware and in tune with themselves. Um, that it's not a special gift that all humans are capable of such things if they're open to it and. Um, really focus their intent, I guess. Um, but it's not something I really believed that I could do um, until it happened, I guess. So I had a few psychic things myself. Um, I don't know if I'm getting off topic here. Should I go with that or the telekinesis stuff? No, for, I, I, would, I would love to hear your experiences that kind of lead you down this path because, I mean, your mother's encounters are absolutely fascinating and it, it and really, really intriguing to me that this could almost be like a, a bloodline type of thing. So 
It'd be good to to hear, I guess, what your psychic abilities or your psychic experiences have been since um, learning that your family is so connected to this type of type of world. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll get into that. And um, sorry for jumping all over the place, but as you mentioned, um, you know, hauntings or such. Um, I'll get to that next. But um, yeah, as far as um, psychic stuff goes, so uh, probably the most significant thing for me. Well, I guess it started when I was young, um, just a kid. My mum would test my sister and I. And I mentioned in the previous episode, you know, we'd call her from the street. We need to lift home and just little funny things like that. Um, but she used to test us and say, I'm, I'm thinking of an object. It could be anything in the world. What is it? And we'd make eye contact with her and we'd guess correctly what it is. Um, so that was just a fun little game, I guess. You know, nothing really came of that. Um, but for myself, um, yeah, the most significant thing happened when I was a teenager and um, I was with a boyfriend of the not-so-great type at the time and, you know, young, silly love and all of that. Um, yeah, he just he fell in with the wrong crowd and such and I guess I was pulled into that kind of scene. Um, so I was still living with my mum at the time and he'd come over with a friend who I was quite suspicious of, didn't trust whatsoever bad vibes and um, his friend came in quite flustered with a duffel bag and barged into my bedroom and insisted that he put this duffel bag into my wardrobe for some amount of time and that I wasn't to touch it and I wasn't to ask questions. Immediately I had a bad feeling. Um, An image came to my mind as they were putting the duffel bag into my wardrobe and I looked at it. I had a vision come to me very clearly as though it was my own vision, as though it was my own actions being performed. I could see hands putting, so from, it looked as though it was my perspective, but it obviously wasn't me, um, hands putting a handgun, a black handgun, some money and possibly drugs or something that was quite blurry, but I could specifically see a black handgun being put into this duffel bag zipped up and obviously it was the same bag that was being put into my wardrobe. Um, I said nothing. I was quite concerned um, because I hadn't really had too much of a psychic experience for myself. I did doubt it and I did wonder, but I didn't want to risk touching the bag or opening it because if it had been in there, um, if I'd touched anything of that type, you know, my fingerprints and just I thought dead against it, I'll just leave it. So I was quite uneasy having that in my room. Um, a few days later, my boyfriend arrived he went to the wardrobe. His friend wasn't with him and he took the bag out. He said, did you touch the bag? I said, no, but there's a gun in there. Um, I didn't question it and I realized that I didn't question it. As I said it, I realized I was quite um, sure of myself. Immediately, he became enraged. You stupid be this and that. I told you not to touch it, which confirmed. And I said, so there is. And he said, well, you obviously know because you touched it. How else would you know? And I said, well, I didn't touch it, but obviously I do know. And um, never bring that to my house again. Um, your friend's not welcome. You know, what do you think you're doing bringing that to my mum's house? You know, um, just take it and get out. And he was fuming and just would not believe that I hadn't opened it. But as he left, I was pretty amazed at myself that I'd actually seen correctly what was in there. Um, that was pretty concerning, but also awesome that it had been confirmed. So, yeah, that was quite a significant one for me. Yeah, and um, I remember when you previously came on the podcast, I think you alluded to the fact that 
your your psychic ability is almost there as a, a bit of a guardian angel that it, it kind of amps up when you're in these, I guess, in these situations where you don't feel exactly comfortable. Is that is that right? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we had had a bit of fun with it with our mum before and, you know, it's not as though we were in danger, but the times that, you know, we were roaming around and we needed to get home and um, nothing bad was really happening, but we were kind of desperate and tired and cranky and just wanted to be home and um, especially with my sister and I together, I guess it was a stronger signal for my mum to receive. But, um, yeah, I think as my mum would explain it, that this usually happens in times of need. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's not so much a, a party trick. I mean, you know, she has fun with it sometimes, as we do. But it is more of a serious thing, and it's not to be taken lightly. I think um, these abilities um, really are kind of life-saving in a way where I guess if you trust it and you trust yourself, um, there's a sense of comfort that comes with it that although you might be seeing something bad, um, I guess it can prevent something uh, worse happening or, you know, prevent the situation from going somewhere darker. So, yeah, it is a good thing, even if a negative thing comes out of it. I think there's more of a positive for it. So, yeah, I agree with you on that one. Now, with your your mum being so connected to this, I guess this, I guess paranormal world, if you if you want to call it that, um, and you the fact that you alluded to living in potentially a haunted house or multiple mm-hmm. haunted houses, do you think her being so involved in all that was a a beacon, or do you think it increased the activity in the houses that you lived in? Now the thing is, uh, one of her friends believes in spirit angels, um, entities, past lives and such. Um, And we respect that. We're very open to all points of view. It's something that we like to discuss from every angle. Um, But my mum, and I suppose myself too, from my mum, we tend to look at it with more of a, a scientific explanation where my mum believes it manifested from herself or from the people in the room. So, I mean, we can't confirm that. We could be wrong. But the way she explained it to me as a child, because we grew up with this kind of stuff, and we just thought it was normal. The way she explained it to us made sense, and we took that as a a good possibility and went, well, hey, all right, cool. So it's not scary, and it is cool, and it's amazing, and it's fun. But um, we just thought it was normal. So, for example, uh, one of the earliest ones, so my sister and I, gosh, we were pretty young less than 10 years old, Um, and we were supposed to be asleep upstairs, and my mum had a group of people over, as she did a lot of times, um, good friends, close neighbours and stuff, and um, having coffee, chit-chat. She had a record player in the lounge room, which was playing one of her favourite records, 
And um, the group at the table were talking. My sister and I had actually snuck onto the landing of the two-story house to peer over the railings to watch the adults and what's going on. Um, so my mum had a handful of mugs, empty mugs, from the table she had cleared to go into the kitchen to, you know, re- remake the coffees and everything. Everyone's talking. Everyone's having fun. And my mum, we could see her a little bit flustered. She's standing in the doorway. She's smiling and nodding and listening to the conversation. But she's also kind of motioning, hey, I've got my hands full. I'm just going to um, you know, duck out into the next room for a sec to refill the mugs and stuff. She didn't want to interrupt the conversation. So she's smiling and nodding and kind of glancing at the kitchen like, yep, I'll, I'll just get to this and then I'll come back kind of thing. We're watching all of this. Suddenly the record finished the track and was skipping at the end, making that... Um, almost like the static sound where the needles, you know, hit the end of the track. It's just bumping just, up and down a little bit. Yeah. So that's skipping in the background, the needle sound. And um, she glanced over to that. Nobody had really noticed, you know, everyone's talking. It was background music. It wasn't very loud, but the music had stopped playing. My sister and I glanced at that. And my mom, it must've just been one thing after another for her. We saw the look on her face and she shot a look to the record player. Now, my sister and I followed her gaze, looked at the record player, which the lid suddenly lifted up by itself, which was a somewhat heavy plastic lid. It was no way automated, nothing. Um, you had to manually lift that lid. So the plastic lid raised itself, stayed open. The needle on the record lifted, positioned itself to the start of the record and began playing the music from the start of the track again. We glanced at each other, shot a look at mum. She hadn't noticed that we were sitting on the stairs watching. She smiled to herself, turned to the kitchen and went to fill the mugs. Now, nobody noticed this. Nobody at the table. They were all in mid-conversation. Nobody realised that the music had started again. And my sister and I just put our hands to her mouth. Did you see that? Did you see that? And just hushed on the stairs. And we just thought that was pretty cool. Now, that's nothing really in comparison to some other stuff. So um, mum didn't know we saw that one. So another time um, in the same house, but this did happen um, over the years in numerous houses we lived in. So, um, yeah, one time we were running amok and uh, mum said, come on, girls, you know, it's time for bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, I've asked you once, I've asked you twice. You know, generally we were good kids, but we kind of pushed the limit sometimes. And she wasn't one to yell and carry on, but when she got annoyed, she would just become very serious. And it was something to disrespect. Um, yeah, but she said, come on, girls, I've had enough. It's time to go to bed. And by this stage, we could see we were really pushing her. And she said, that's it. I'm not going to say it again. God says, brush your teeth and go to bed. We said, oh, okay, okay. So we were drudging up the stairs and, okay, resigned to going to bed. As we, my sister and I, stepped into the bathroom, the tap spun and the water gushed out of the tap full bore. It just, yeah, came out just as a, a powerful stream from the tap. Um, we looked at each other, shoving each other to run back down the stairs. Mom, 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 the taps came on all by themselves. They went in the bathroom and the water came out. She said, told you to brush your teeth. Just as a matter of fact, didn't even care. Just look, I've had enough. Just brush your teeth. <laughs> it off, like, look, you know. Uh, so we just kind of, uh, was that? Was that mum? I don't really know. She just wasn't surprised at all. Didn't care. Just go and brush your teeth. Told you to. Um, okay. So we didn't really question that one. But um, another time, I was quite young. And uh, my mum was sitting downstairs at the coffee table. 
and she looked very much deep in thought. Um, she was sitting alone. She wasn't on the phone. But as I approached her to speak to her, I kind of decided maybe I shouldn't break her concentration. She looked very serious, um, just gazing out the window, I think, um, deep in thought. So I shuffled a little bit closer to, to approach her and just be noticed without really interrupting. Um, the kettle behind her in the kitchen, it had a little open serving window um, to the kitchen. The kettle suddenly instantly started boiling. It didn't turn on and gradually heat up. It just suddenly was boiling and water was spluttering out the top. There was a lot of steam, a lot of bubbles, a lot of noise from the kettle. Um, I glanced at that wide-eyed. I turned to my mum, who didn't react. Um, it was quite noisy. There was no, nothing else going on in the room, just this overly boiling kettle. I glanced to my mum. She obviously realised I was standing there. Turned to me very slowly and said, very calmly, I'm boiling with rage. Wow. And continued looking out the window. Now that creeped me <laughs> I backed away slowly. I left her to her business. I, don't I know what would she was not be messing about. with your mum. <laughs> I don't know what she was upset about. It wasn't aimed at me. It was just she obviously was having a moment that she was thinking about something that was really bothering her. Um, and for me, she just approached in that moment. Obviously, it wasn't a good time. No explanation needed. Just mum's kind of not in a good mood. I'm just going to go elsewhere. So, um, yeah, that was – it just, you know, it made sense that, okay, she wanted us to brush our teeth. She got annoyed. She never yelled. She didn't slam stuff and carry on. She just stayed very, very calm, and something would happen. So as we got a bit older, she tried to explain to us her theory of this, which was almost like a, a thunderstorm with the positive and negative energy, um, you know, creating a big bang. So she said, if you're feeling something very – negative or overwhelmed um, and you remain calm and you're battling this within yourself to keep yourself calm and restrained, um, that the energy will need to be expressed somehow. So if she's quite calm and quiet, but she's emotionally overwhelmed, um, that energy will be relayed to something and something will happen is her theory. She's not positive on this. But that made sense to me as a kid, you know, because sometimes you think, oh, is it haunted? Is it ghosts? And, when, you know, we asked her or she just told us what she thought. That made sense to me. So um, I'm still open to the possibility of ghosts or spirits or um, something like that. But I have wondered and I couldn't find an explanation for ghosts being real as a spirit. You know, what is after death? Is there such a thing as a soul and spirit carrying on? I do wonder, and it is fascinating. Um, I am open to that, but I can't find an explanation. So for now, this is something I'm leaning more towards because to me, that makes a bit more sense. So with your mum having such a, I guess, an emotional connection to, to her abilities, do, do mm -hmm. you think that leads into the whole telekinesis part of her, I guess, her abilities? Um, I think so. Um also that she had um, a couple, if not more than two, at least two near-death experiences in her life, um, she's quite certain that that brought on a lot of this stuff. Um, she had a white light experience near death. Um, all the information came to her, so she said she experienced a euphoria um, and just her mind kind of awakened, I suppose. So all of this stuff began 
after those experiences. Um, so, yeah, it is quite an emotional thing. Um, it's something that's been with her for quite a while. And what were some of those, I guess, events that happened when she when she started to, I guess, display these telekinesis abilities? Um, the first one that happened for her that she witnessed um, the first time, she had been at a table again, a group setting, um, and there was a very, very awkward situation that happened at the table um, where she became very uncomfortable and embarrassed on behalf of someone who – it was just a social situation where, you know, um, the conversation was a bit confused where one person believed she had gone and said something to somebody else, which she didn't. But if she tried to prove that, it would just seem all the more that she was lying and she just felt very uncomfortable and um, someone at the table felt as though she had betrayed them and she just felt horrible. Um, it wasn't the case at all. And she just got this stinking feeling like, oh, I wish I could just, you know, sink into a hole and just get out of here. What a horrible situation. Um, as she was sitting there thinking, I just want to leave. This is just too much. Her handbag, which was sitting on the floor um, against the wall a few feet away, um, shot across the room towards the door. Um, one of her friends saw it and grabbed her arm and said, Danny, I saw that. I saw that. So she was glad that someone had seen it, but the rest of the table was more concerned with what was going on socially. Um, but yeah, that was the first time my mum saw something and she did immediately relate it to herself. She didn't She didn't actually question if it had been a ghost or anything. She just related it to, wow, you know, I'm feeling I really just want to grab my keys and just run out of here. And for her bag to just shoot across the room in that moment, she did wonder, hey, is this, you know, opening up to... <laughs> something I didn't know was possible. Um, yeah, just kind of ran from there, I guess. The more it happened, the more she connected it to herself. So That's really incredible because it, it it really does seem like it takes an emotional response for her to, I guess, almost trigger these these new abilities that she's she's able to find. And that's that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> was that a common thing throughout your your childhood growing up that your mum was able to just move objects by will? Um, it wasn't so much by will. I think it would just more likely just happen and we would kind of expect it. So she actually explained to me sometimes she didn't know what was going to happen, but she knew something would happen. Um, she could feel the energy whirring up into her. She could feel almost like a, a coil tightening. Um, she said somewhat like a, a rubber band, I believe, about to snap. She felt something um, building up within her. And while she was trying to, I guess, keep her emotions in check and not react to, to what was happening, um, the reaction would take place outside of herself. So um, another, great, another great one. It's actually one of my favourite situations this one that we experienced. Um, my sister and I were with my mum um, at a pub. We used to have counter meals and stuff. She and my auntie Tony, who were her friend, my auntie, um, who I've mentioned before, I think. Um, they were in the next room. Tony was playing the pokies. My mum wanted to leave, kind of tapping her foot, standing around. And um, as Tony was at a poking machine, we were just running muck in the next room. Um, yeah, Tony fumbled around next to her for a smoke because you could smoke in those in the rooms in those days, um, in the pubs. Yeah, she reached for her smoke and grabbed a purse that was left next to the poking machine. She grabbed the purse that, oh, here's someone's purse, passed it over her shoulder to my mum and continued playing. 
Now, my mum had just received this purse from Tony when a couple rushed up to her, a woman and a man. The lady snatched it, said, that's my purse. My mum said, oh, my friend just found it. Here you go. She, she was just found sitting here. Um, Tony kind of glanced over her shoulder at this snappy lady and just continued playing. Um, the girl opened the purse, looked in there and demanded, there's $50 missing. My mum said, I know nothing of your missing $50. My friend had just passed me your purse. My mum's being very calm and polite. The girl, the lady's boyfriend sidled up. Oh, she probably stole the $50. Where's the $50? And mum just thought, okay, these two are going to give me a hard time. You know, they're not taking no for an answer. My mum said again, I didn't owe nothing of your $50. Be grateful that someone found your purse and handed it. You know, we didn't take anything from it. Just, you know, leave it at that. They still demanded the money and were getting quite in my mum's face. She felt a bit intimidated. Um, The guy was leaning into her face and she had this horrible feeling come over her that he wanted to headbutt her. Oh, no. Um, Yeah, she could just kind of see this happening. Now, Tony, from the look on her face, mum kind of knew that Tony kind of knew that something was about to go down and just wanted out of it. So she just kept playing her poker machine, didn't bother intervening. My mum, feeling the aggression from this man, and she trying to counteract it with her calmness, knew something was about to happen. She calmly spoke to him and said, you know, leave the matter to that. Um, Leave it as it is. It's best that you walk away now. He said, well, what's going to happen? What do you think? Who do you think you are? She said, you don't know me. You don't know what's going to happen, and it's best that you leave now. Well, who are you then? What do you think is going to, what are you going to do? And she just felt this whirring coming up from her. She said, um, you know, again, repeated herself, I think it's best that you and your friend leave now. For some reason, she felt as though, yep, he's going to punch me, but he didn't. He turned around in a fury, walked towards the doors to exit the pokey room. Now, my sister and I were on the other side of those doors in the next room. They were two large swinging doors. So you push them to open and they swing either forward or backwards, um, just a swinging set of doors. Now, this guy coming towards us to, to leave that room through the doors touched one of the doors with his hand to push it open, not to slam it. He went to simply swing the door open. And as he touched that door, all of the glass of the door window completely shuttered. It's almost like it exploded. He touched that door. And all of the glass of the doors shattered and just fell around him on the floor. Everybody turned and looked. Security ran up to grab him, to kick him out. The look on his face was priceless. He and his girlfriend were absolutely shocked. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I just touched it. I swear I didn't do anything. Nobody else had seen it, so they assumed that the guy had smashed the doors in a fit of anger. Um, he was dragged out, kicked out. I'm not sure if the cops got called. But my sister and I just noted that. Wondered what on earth had happened, didn't know that had anything to do with the situation with our mum until we'd left and she told us what happened. Um, so that was, wow. you know, yeah. it's that's incredible. It it definitely seems like these things just arise in, in almost moments of crisis, which is, yeah, it's it's like it's a um, it's a safeguard for you that's over you and your family, which is fan, it's fantastic. It's a it's a really yeah. great thing, yeah, it is. Well, Sasha, I want to thank you for, for coming on the show and sharing those encounters. That's that's incredible. And like I said the last time you were on, your mum has lived 
one of the most amazing lives I've I've ever heard of. And she just might be one of the most gifted people that I have ever encountered in my life. It's truly, truly amazing. It's something that still amazes me to this day, um, you know, having that in my life and growing up with that and, you know, having her as my mom. It does creep me out a bit, but I'm very grateful to have experienced all of this kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, if I if I hadn't been introduced to it at such a young age, I'm not sure that I would believe it if I hadn't experienced it for myself. But it certainly has opened my mind to other people's experiences, um, even things that I haven't heard before. I am left questioning and wondering and wanting to know more. So I'm very grateful for that. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe, and you've been listening to Believe, Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.